Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. Doug is still not in the studio, and David Gray is back after being on hiatus yesterday. That's David, right. how's it going? Good, Taylor. How are you? Doing well. Doing we well. haven't uh, been here together for a while. It's yeah. good, good to see you. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Well, a little bit going on in the political world, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah. Big time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's I, I, this is a loaded question, but what's your initial general reaction to everything? My general thought, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can take it, but, you know, baseline is that uh, – the nation is uh, deeply, deeply divided on worldview issues, not just, you know, mm. you know, monetary things or anything like that, but on uh, fundamental, you know, facts of life. Yep. And it, it's divided in a way that, um, you know, a lot of people were hoping for maybe like the silent majority was still a thing. Mm. I think, you know, after last night that that's yeah. not, that's not the case. And yep. I think that uh, re- the reality is we need revival you know, before we can even really think about, you know, political machinations or anything like that, that God's people have to stand up yeah. and that those who are not um, beholden to a Christian worldview, whether they're saved or not, need to, you know, realize that that is the only possible worldview that's going to allow this country to flourish the yeah. way it has in the past. Yeah, those are great reminders. I, uh, I was praying yesterday, and when we've talked on air a few times over the last several days about praying about, no matter what happens, praying that there wouldn't be violence, mm-hmm. right? Praying that the elections would be fair, and we still have some counting to do, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, You know, you and I were talking about that before we came on the air, and um, so far, it looks like I haven't seen anything or read anything about violence, so I'm hoping that continues and praying that continues um i guess it remains to be seen (laughs) yeah whether or not there are uh any reports of shenanigans or anything like that um it is amazing to me that and i'm not just saying this because we're in florida but that states like florida texas georgia to a large extent although georgia could be a little quicker i guess but in that's, 2020, they had yeah, their issues. Yeah, right? yeah, at certain states, although it does look like they said Georgia had more early voting than they've ever had. And mm-hmm. people were screaming and yelling about that new election law, but it actually worked and, yeah. and, and benefited a lot of people. Um, but anyway, the point is that that certain states really seem to have a model and a process uh, for counting the votes. Brazil was able to count their votes. <laughs> that, that works. And, and yet here we are, you know. 2022 with all the technology that we have and we can't seem in certain states and it's all and, and it's states that are crucial mm-hmm. and 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 highly contested and they can't seem to get their act together with i mean i i know i'm quite a bit older than you but back in the day it seemed like you always found out even with back in the day technology you found out 
on the night of the election. Even in who won. even in 2016, yeah. you found that out. Yeah, right? you yeah. found out who won, and and it just seems like it's it's very frustrating to feel like you know you can't get. And you know, occasionally it would go to the next day or next morning, right. or you'd have to sleep on it and find out in the morning or two thousand. Yeah. You know where there's yeah. the issue exactly. Yeah. But but now it seems like it. You know, it's become a regular thing, and I think that's a. Well, I think that's I think that's the point is to yeah. try to make it. Oh no, this is just how things are. You know, right. you, some of the messaging before the election—that's what they were talking about. And you know, I personally, um, I, I probably am a lot more bullish on that those, those being nefarious things than mm-hmm. you know most people are. Right. To me, that's it's nefarious. Yeah. Like that—that that, there's no excuse for that in Maricopa County. 2020, they're still getting sued over that. Right. That in that same county, they somehow don't know how to have their uh, their printers work correctly. Right. In one of the richest counties, you know, in in America, like, you're straining credulity to be able to say like, oh yeah, you know, it was just a coincidence. You know, what a quinky dink. Right. Now, whether that's enough to sway an election that you want to get in that, okay, who knows? But if you cannot have faith in the election process right. as a whole, right. every single election that comes up, people are going to say, well, you know, it was cheated. It was stolen. And how, how it's only a matter of time before, you know, it breaks down into, you know, like you said, thankfully there hasn't been any violence. I think I saw a string of arsons that yes. might not have been related. Something in Mississippi, I yeah. think. Some churches, I think, were you know, burned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, but it's only a matter of time before people say, you know what? Forget the, uh, the ballot box not working. The, uh, Voter, or the ballot box, the uh, jury box isn't working. You know, I'm getting the cartridge, you know, yeah. the, the the ammo box, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's not something that we want. No, no. And and you're right. The, the, the fairness, the integrity of elections has to be the top priority, because mm-hmm. if we don't have a system and a process that people can trust, then then what's the point? And, you know, getting back to worldview, uh, you know, who was it? Um, was it John Adams or Ben Franklin? You know, that our constitution is only for a moral um, in Christian society. It's wholly inadequate for any other. I know I butchered that quote, but if you have one side, you know, that their worldview is power, no matter what, Mm. you know, the side that wants the power and is willing to do any means is definitely going to roll over the side. That's not willing to stand, you know, for the convictions of what is right and what is honorable and just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I, you know, that kind of ties in well with, uh, with what we've been talking about in Acts, that that first of all God's in control, right? Mm-hmm. That that theme runs through all of these different passages that we've been looking at in these lessons, but also, and 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 we'll talk about this maybe a little bit today. Satan is not going to stop mm. in terms of attacking believers, right? And and of course, you know, believers are the ones who hopefully are interested in fairness and justice and mm-hmm. and 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 electing candidates that have the closest thing to a biblical worldview. I mean, let's face it, candidates running for office, uh, being a Christian is not a requirement, right? It's it's nice when that happens, and it's great. And It, it was a requirement 100 years ago. Yeah, there was no point. way that anyone yeah. that was good not point. a Christian was going to be able to, yeah. you know. Or at least professing to yeah. be one. Mm-hmm. Good point, right. But But the point is, is that he is not going to stop. Evil is not going to stop. And, um, you know, John Eldridge, I've mentioned before that I enjoy his writing and I've learned a lot from his writing. And, you know, he compares, you know, it would be like a soldier in a war, like a, you know, 
even though plenty of people, plenty of soldiers must have felt like this, it would be like saying, you know, make them stop shooting at me. Make mm. the enemy, make the Germans, you know, make the Axis stop shooting at me. Uh, it's not going to happen. And um, and so that somebody in one of the SWAT classes, you know, Doug was talking about Satan being relentless in his attacks and, and somebody, you know, referred to the Terminator. You know, mm. the, that's a good, you know, albeit a, a a movie picture, but, you know, he doesn't stop. And um, but anyway, with, where it stands right now, you and I were looking at this before we came on and, you know, we're not claiming to be uh, the uh, the Fox News uh, election desk here or any other any other news source. But um, it looks like. There will be a runoff in Georgia for mm-hmm. the Senate seat between Warnock and Herschel Walker. And it looks like the other two Senate seats that are still up for grabs are Arizona and Nevada. So it could very well be, and from what you and I read, and again, this is this is just kind of a what-if scenario. If the Republican candidate wins Nevada, Democrat wins Arizona, that would make it, I believe, like 50-49 for the Republicans with the Georgia runoff to happen on December 6th. So we'll have another really month of campaigning between Warnock and Herschel Walker, and it will be almost the same scenario as it was in 2020. Yeah, I was about to say, pretty pretty reminiscent there for sure. Very very similar. And it looks like um, they're still projecting that the, the Republicans will will win the house but not by the margin that uh, certainly like we said not not a red wave by any any means and people were talking about possibility of a red tsunami a red wedding if uh, you've seen game of, game of thrones but it, it turned out to be more of a ripple than anything and and you know it's it's tough to say just because of where we are as a people you know why that is the case is it there was funny business going on or is it really just that we are that divided as a country and there's that amount that that number there's that many people who are willing to vote for you know gender mutilation uh for children and and things like that uh it's tough to say yeah yeah and you and i were talking about this before we came on the air too in some cases it really is hard to understand the support of of a particular candidate Mm. um but it appears that the ideology trumps all and and no matter how bad the candidate himself or herself might be if they stand for a certain ideology they're going to get yeah the a high percentage of certain people's votes and um you know that that's a big change in the country too from years ago when when people would consider the person more and the candidate and you know you might have somebody that is typically a republican occasionally voting for a democrat mm-hmm. you know the only thing even close to that today might be somebody like joe manchin or mm. where you know somebody would look at the person and say okay i'm not going to vote i'm not going to base this just on republican or democrat but on the person and uh i i think that's really kind of gone by the wayside but we will see. It's going to be an interesting uh, time over the next few weeks. That it is. So stick with us. We are up against the break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, we'll all never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. That is Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, um, it is me, Taylor Johnson, and David Gray in the studio today. Doug will be back. When when will Doug, Doug be back? Now? Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I will get the information. Doug is going to, we're going to have some uh, best of SWAT Re, uh, replays tomorrow and Friday, oh, okay. and I will let you know uh, before the end of the program um, who the guests are. He's going to re- rerun a couple of guest interviews, and I do have that information. I just have to look it up. But uh, Doug will be should be back on Monday, and uh, hoping Brad is back next week as well. Yeah, continue to pray for Brad. Yeah, and, uh, his his family, his grandson. Yep, for we sure. Got to uh, just briefly share that there was an update this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, while Graham, uh, Brad's grandson, has seemingly came through the surgery well and the news was pretty good, um, he's taken a bit of a downturn. I, I don't know all the details, but um, uh, was not reacting well, they think, maybe to some medication or didn't want to take the medication, didn't want to eat. Uh, they, I think there was some concern possibly about pneumonia. And so, as you said, continue to keep Brad's family. It's got to be so difficult mm-hmm. not just on brad and, and and his wife but on the parents i, I believe this is their first child mm. and the roller coaster of emotions and being on little sleep i mm-hmm. mean that's got to be incredibly difficult so i know how much uh, they would value and appreciate uh, your prayers for graham and, and for their family as a whole so anyway we were talking before the break of course uh, about the election just uh, you know we we uh, don't get into politics too much. Uh, we, we like to talk about things that are happening in the world from a biblical point of view and, and from a Christian worldview standpoint. Um, we try not to, to talk too much politics, but of course, when it's the day after the election, it's, it's, it's hard not to a little bit and just kind of look at that, uh, like we said, from this, try to look at it from a, a biblical worldview. And, and again, as, as we mentioned, um, you know, uh, all these lessons and acts keep reminding us that uh, God is in control. Even when things appear 
to be going one way, uh, that's not necessarily what's really going on. And, and, and as we'll talk about it as we get into the text a little bit, God is the great table turner and, and a switch flipper and, and call it what you want. But, but God often lets things play out um, so that he can change them somewhat dramatically and show that he is firmly in control. And none of this surprises him. I, I keep reminding myself of that, that, that he is not surprised by this. We know that Scripture teaches us that no ruler or authority is put in place without God planning that and allowing not not allowing is the wrong word. I, God, God pre plans it. I mean, God is in control, and it's not just oh well, this happened, and God says okay, this happened apart from me, and I'll allow it. No, He He is in control of it, and nobody is appointed as a ruler or authority without God's doing the appointing. So for, for ordained, right? That's, that's yeah. right. And so, and we're commanded to pray for our leaders and man, that's hard to do sometimes when you are in vehement disagreement with their worldview and their decisions and where they stand on issues. It's, it's, and it doesn't mean that we, you know, when we say we pray for them, we, we don't pray, you know, and, and just gloss over that we, going to let go are in our imprecatory prayers okay <laughs> <laughs> stop hitting me with these big words um but, but you know the that 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 you know pray first and foremost like john MacArthur's letter to uh mm. gavin newsom that he was most concerned for his soul mm. you know and that that was a great reminder that if, if you haven't seen that go back and find that online just just you know search for John MacArthur, Gavin Newsom, and and read the letter that he wrote to Newsom a couple months ago. I think he even read it. I think there's a video of MacArthur maybe reading the letter. Yeah, and it, this was after Gavin Newsom had used um, you know Bible verses to uh, yeah to shill for abortion. I believe it was. It was. Yeah. He put up he put up billboards in in states where he determined uh, there was going to be limited access. Mm or restrictive access, as they put it, for women to get abortions. And they put up billboards basically saying, come to California and get an abortion. Mm. And he quoted Jesus from Mark saying, you know, quoting um, when Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commandments? And, mm. and, 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 and when Jesus talked about, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, and he, but he left out. The first one yeah. is you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and the second one is like it. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. They just use the – and so they, they were acting like allowing people to come to California for an abortion is loving your neighbor. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just such a twisted misappropriation of Scripture and of Jesus' words. So MacArthur – I thought MacArthur's letter was great. It was it – was, it didn't back off. It was forceful, but, but he also showed that he cared about him. Mm. And he cared about his salvation and his soul. So uh, just just in kind of maybe closing out our conversation on this, I was reading this to you and uh, during the break, a um, friend of mine sends an email once a month with some just a lighthearted thing, but it always has a quote or two in it um, that is not necessarily lighthearted. And this was a quote from Booker T. Washington, and the quote is, a lie doesn't become truth, wrong doesn't become right, and evil doesn't become good just because it is accepted by the majority. And I thought, boy, is that appropriate for what we're talking about now and what we're seeing in the country and in the elections. And it's particularly rich that it was Booker T. Washington, quote, saying that a lie doesn't become the truth because uh, 
there's certain segment of the population that try to deny that he existed. Mm. Uh, and, and if you look, if you buy a new uh, version of his uh, autobiography, Up From Slavery, it'll say some scholars believe that, uh, you know, he wasn't a real, real guy, basically. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that is kind of yeah. But what a icing great, on the cake. There. Yeah, great quote. And, um, and uh, you know, it's this idea that, you know, if, if, if that certain people have, you know, the, the worldview opposed to Christianity would say that, well, if we just say it enough, <laughs> it'll be true, or yeah. believe it hard enough, it'll be true, even though it goes against they, God's word, which is which is truth. They're like Pilate, you know, what is truth? Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. On, a, on another note, we were just looking at what else is, is going on. Of course, we're getting ready for a probably a tropical storm here in the Jacksonville area, but uh, a hurricane potentially in other parts of Florida and and some problems maybe up and down the East Coast. I you know we're hoping and praying that it won't be that bad. And certainly compared to other things that we other storms we've seen, uh, this doesn't look as bad. But they're saying the storm surge, you know, could be significant. Mm-hmm. And so uh, keep folks in your prayers. And and please, if you're in Florida or along the uh, Carolina coast or any place uh, in harm's way, please uh, take care and take precautions. Uh, also, it, today is the anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. We were mm-hmm. talking about that before we came on the air. I know. G- give your analysis of what you thought at a couple months old. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very deep, very robust analysis for sure. <laughs> Where's my food? Yeah. Right? Where's my food? But, wow, speaking as someone who remembers it, um, it was a huge deal. I just remember it was a huge deal. And, you know, of course, the images of Reagan and Gorbachev and, you know, in the weeks or months preceding that, you know, Reagan's famous speech where he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this mm. wall. And, um, but the joy of people actually streaming through the wall and families had yeah. been separated. And, uh, and of course, uh, that was in November of 89 in 90, Germany reunited as a full country. And by 91, the Soviet Union had collapsed. So just an incredible period of history. And, Mm. you know, I was, I was a lot younger and and probably (laughs) didn't have a full appreciation, you know, like I do now for what was happening at the time. But, uh, but certainly something that uh, I don't think, you know, five years prior to that, even it happened so fast. It seemed to happen so fast that, just years before that, I don't think there was anybody who could have pictured that happening. So pretty amazing. And also, uh, Friday is Veterans Day. Wanted mm-hmm. to make sure we mention that since we're going to have a replay the next couple of days and we won't be on the air live on Friday. And we want to be sure to thank all of uh, our veterans um, and, and current uh, folks in the service. Thank you so much for your sacrifice and your service. And just a reminder to, to listeners, find a way to thank people, you know, um, even if it's somebody that you don't know, just find a way to, to thank people. I've had some great conversations just walking up to people in uniform in airports. I don't mm-hmm. travel as much for work anymore. And I used to, that was one of the things I liked about travel was I'd run into service people in the airports. Not that I was doing anything that great. It was just saying thank you to them. But it, I think, People really appreciate that. Yeah. Now, do you have service members in your family? Do you know folks that are service members, uh, veterans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know some. Uh, you know, obviously, we got some guys in SWAT who are absolutely uh, as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
uh, well, I guess if you're in, you're not a veteran yet, but you know, you will be one day, right? Yeah. Um, sure. yeah. And then I got, you know, family, extended family and stuff that, that have served. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right about, there are several SWAT guys that are, that are veterans. And so thank you, uh, to all of our veterans out there and we hope you have a great day on Friday. Uh, I know for some, it might be a tough day. But uh, I know that uh, there are lots of businesses that do things for veterans. A lot of restaurants offer free meals. I I work with a woman who was in the Navy, and she always goes. I think it's I think it's uh, either Chili's or uh, I'm I'm blanking on the other Applebee's. 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 Yeah. I, all I could think of was eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> Not that we're doing commercials here, but uh, I couldn't. I was I had a senior moment there on Applebee's. So. Um, anyway, we are going to come up to our break here at the bottom of the hour, but we've got a couple of minutes and we'll uh, get back uh, into talking about the fact that we are in Acts um, chapter 18. We have been talking, uh, Bob and I on Monday and Taylor and Bob yesterday, we're in Acts uh, 18 verses 12 to 21, uh, talking about the fact that God is unstoppable when doing his work. And um, going over three kind of main ways from that passage that we find that God deepens our walk, that he deepens our walk by allowing us to go through attacks and trials. Um, That's verses 12 and 13 by showing us that he's in control, verses 14 through 17, and by directing us where and when to serve him, uh, verses 18 to 21. And Again, uh, for those of you who may have missed uh, Monday or yesterday, we'll do a little bit of review of some stuff that was covered in the last couple days, and then we'll get into some more of that text when we come back. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER and WMOX, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkston, Georgia. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Radio that was Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us, we are going to be looking at Acts chapter 18, verses 12 through 21 uh, today. Well, this week, that's what we've been looking yeah. at. And if you've missed, uh, you can go back and listen. Um, but today we're going to review kind of 12 through 17 and then talk a little bit about 18 through 21. Um, but if you did miss uh, any of this program or you missed past programs, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Again, www.swatradio.com. Click on the past program links 
uh, link there, you'll be able to find uh, our full catalog of programs, including this one, uh, just a little bit after we're done airing. Yeah, I always tell folks, too, about what James, you know, James Grimm does such a great job, and it's uh, it's worth it to go to the site just to read James's yeah. one-liner. Well, they're not one-liners. They're one-liners, but there's about five or six of them for each program that give a summary of what we talked about on that program. And Yeah, he does a good job. He, uh, I, think, I think early on when I was first on uh, occasionally, you know, I think I told the story about how I'm always asked if I'm the plumber because you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a David Gray plumbing in Jacksonville. Again, not that we're doing commercials and plugs <laughs> here, but uh, I've been asked that once a month for 23 years since I've been in Jacksonville. So I said something about I need the initials, you know, NTP, not the plumber. <laughs> and so James, every time he puts my name out there, it's always got an NTP after it. So uh, <laughs> That's cool. I, I, want, I want people to think it's some sort of special degree or something yeah, right. like that. It, it really <laughs> just means not the plumber. I've always used the standard line that you don't want me anywhere near your fixtures <laughs> or pipes or anything like that. So, well, you're right, Taylor. We've been in Acts 18, and um, just by by way of very high-level review, these last couple of chapters that we've been going through in Acts are pretty incredible. And uh, I, I've mentioned a couple of times that, you know, I, I love maps, and uh a lot of times when I take long trips on planes, especially if I'm in a good seat or something and they have good electronics, people I'm traveling with are sleeping, you know, and I'm looking at the map. <laughs> and um, But I, I started looking at, you know, some of the – I can remember as a kid, too, looking at maps in my Bible during church, oh, you know, yeah. if I was bored or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, But I was looking at the maps just of where Paul was traveling, and – and the amount of travel that he did and the means by which he did it, I think as believers and, and guys that have been brought up in the church and you hear these stories for a lot of years, mm-hmm. you know, you just lose that perspective on the amount of travel that he did, the distance that he covered, and the way that he had to cover it, what by foot mostly, but by ship. You know, maybe you get to ride on donkeys or mm-hmm. whatever for parts of it or but just just an unbelievable amount of travel that he did, yeah. And 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 through all kinds of problems, you know, troubles and dangerous areas. It's not like you know there was a rest stop every forty five <laughs> miles, right? With yeah. uh, with nighttime security, as right. we see on the signs here in Florida. So just just incredible um, that he did this amount of travel. But um, we've been looking at. The fact that in it just again, not that I'm going to go through this, but in chapter 17, Paul was on his second missionary journey. He was in Thessalonica, as in so many other places. The some believed, but the Jews stirred up trouble against him. They drove him out of there. He went to Berea. The Bereans, the Bereans, that says were were more noble than those Jews in Thessalonica, and they received the word better, and they examined the scriptures to see if what Paul was saying was true, but. The Jews from Thessalonica came and chased him out of Berea. He winds up in Athens by himself, right? Um, but he doesn't feel sorry for himself. He he starts engaging people in the marketplace and in the synagogue there, and he winds up giving that incredible speech in the in the second half of chapter seventeen um, at the Areopagus, where basically he confronts the the what was what was considered the greatest philosophers of the day, the Epicureans and the Stoics, and and he goes through this, Doug mentioned that it was, Abraham Lincoln called it one of the greatest speeches in history. But he goes through 
um, the story of creation and God's plan of salvation without really referencing a Bible, a scripture verse or any scriptures, but he does reference a couple of their poets. And um, so the idea was that he knew his audience and he appealed even to their own way of thinking um, to get them to see that, that this unknown God that he references to and that they have a, an idol to can't be made of stone or wood if, if he's, if we're his offspring, right? If we have flesh and blood and spirits and, can think and a conscience, then then what must God be? It can't be an idol. So Paul does all that, and then he goes from there. In chapter 18, we read about Paul going to Corinth, and Corinth was, you know, as Doug put it, Las Vegas on steroids. I thought that was a great line. Um, and in Corinth, uh, Paul goes in, and, and he's nervous, and he's concerned because of the nature of the city. And again, he's pretty much by himself. Um, and we saw... Uh, when we went over that, God's encouragement to Paul in three ways through divine appointments. He finds Aquila and Priscilla, and not only are they believers, but they're tent makers, so he can hang out with them and work with them and support himself, and he has something in common. Uh, God encourages him through divine affirmations. Paul and Timothy, sorry, Silas and Timothy show up. They bring news of growth in the Thessalonian church, and they bring support from Philippi. Um, and then we see that God encourages Paul uh, while he's in Corinth through divine alternatives. He basically shakes the dust out of his garment, out of his garment against the Jews, declares himself innocent of their blood because he's been faithful in giving them the message. Um, but they won't listen to him. So God brings. Now Doug was referring to him as Titus. I I, I think it's Titius. I could be wrong because there's an I U S there in the end. Um, but Titius justice and. Uh, Crispus, who was the leader of the synagogue, and he becomes converted, and they have a house church at at Titius's house. That's tough to say, <laughs> uh, right next to the synagogue. So God is not without His sense of humor and uh, and and irony as well. So God, even though Paul's discouraged about the Jews, and we know how much he loved the Jews, he gives them these uh, replacement converts, if you will, these replacement um, believers. Uh, when the Jews won't listen to him. Uh, and then we see that, that God's divine authority encourages Paul, that, that he tells Paul, don't be silent, keep speaking, nobody's going to harm you. Um, and Paul stays in Corinth for another year and a half, knowing that, uh, that God had made that promise. So that's a lot. I'm going to be quiet for a minute. And Taylor, I know before we came back on, we said I was going to read, but I want to be quiet for a minute and let you read the message here. So if you're okay with that, um, am I giving you enough time to look it up? You got I got it. it. Oh, you're you're way ahead of me. So <laughs> why don't you read Acts 18, 12 to 21, and then we will go from there. All right. Thanks. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and, and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila at Chensheri. How do you say that? Yeah, I, I I got it from Doug Sencria. That's Sencria, how I, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would not have known that. He had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from Ephesus. Okay. Yeah, so that's the uh, that's the end of that section. And we, we you know, we... 
last couple of days we've been talking about, you know, how God deepened Paul's walk through these trials and, and, and how he deepens our walk also by allowing us to go through attacks and trials. I know you and Bob talked about this and we did about the first part of that passage right after Paul is promised by God that no one will attack him. He gets hauled before this tribunal um, in, in front of uh, Gallio, who was a pretty big deal in the Roman world. Um, Doug mentioned, I didn't know this, but Doug mentioned that his brother was Seneca, oh. who's a pretty famous mm-hmm. name in Roman history. And Seneca actually mentored or counseled uh, Nero. Yeah. So, um, but of course the Jews, and again, I won't harp on this too long because I know we talked about this, but the Jews thought they were being so tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Like like when they asked Jesus the question about, you know, stoning the woman caught in adultery and he just wrote in the in the dust, they thought the same way. They were trapping Paul here with, with Gallio because they accused him of preaching uh, a religion, if you will, that was contrary to the law. In other words, they were saying, he's he's this is like sedition against Caesar. He's preaching about another king and and before Paul could even open his mouth to defend himself, God flips that switch and turns the table, and Gallio basically just dismisses the whole thing. And and he and he declares that he's not even going to make a judgment on this because it's just about words and, and the Jews' law and all that. But by declaring Paul not guilty, he also somewhat indirectly or directly declares that Christianity is okay to, to talk about. And to preach, right? So, right when the Jews think they've got Paul and they're gonna they're gonna get him, uh, you know, in trouble with Rome, God turns the tables. And we talked about how many other places in Scripture we see that, right? We see it. I think of Joseph. Um, mm. Can you think of any other? I'm putting you on the spot. Any other areas where something looks one way in Scripture and God just turned things around? Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. I, I um, am. I'm sorry. I'm well. Of course, the 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 big one is the cross, right? Oh, yeah, 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 you know, and and well, um, and Paul like, earlier too, you know, being in, in prison and um, yeah, yeah. there's a he, he's got a number of examples yeah. in his life for sure. Yeah, absolutely, being stoned and left for dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned prison, not only Paul but Peter mm-hmm. in prison, and they're praying for him, and then he knocks on the door, and they don't believe that it's <laughs> yeah. him. Uh, Joseph, of course, right? Joseph in in and. I have the advantage of my notes here. <laughs> I know I put you on the spot, but Joseph in uh, Genesis 50, right, where he says to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah, David, you know, number of examples in his life as well. Absolutely. So I know we're coming up on our, our last break, and so we'll, we'll when we get back, we're going to look at the you know one point here about how God deepens our walk by uh, directing us where and when to serve, and we kind of haven't touched on that yet this week, so we'll we'll get to that when we get back. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, as I said earlier, if you'd like to listen to our past programs, please go to www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link where you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. 
You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 18, verses 12 through 21 this week. Today we're focusing on um, verses 18 through 21. So chapter 18, verses 18 through 21. Um, So that is where we're at. That's where we're going. We're talking about the last point um, really that we have um, or that was talked about. Did Doug do Did you do this one last week? Uh, yes, I did. In the SWAT? In, in the SWAT study, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. last point that you had then, I guess, right? <laughs> well, Doug taught last week too, but uh, we're actually doing a little bit of a, a rotation of teaching over at the Mandarin oh, okay. SWAT now. So myself and a couple other guys are, are doing that. So, so yeah, I actually hopefully know a little bit more about what I'm talking <laughs> about when I come in here. Uh, nothing like teaching it, right, to learn it. So, uh yeah, Taylor, as you said, uh, you know, that God deepens our walk, we find in this passage, by allowing us to go through attacks and trials, by showing us that he's in control. Uh, and we just were talking about that. He showed Paul that he was in control by turning those tables on the tribunal with, with Gallio um, and about how, um, you know, Paul didn't even have to defend himself. Gallio just kind of dismissed it. And and before we get to, to verse 18, um, I just wanted to mention that that verse um, verse seventeen. Uh, we had a, a caller who left us uh, yeah. a great uh, message. Two more examples of God flipping the table. Yep. Um, this was from Jim. Uh, thanks for your call, Jim. Was one was Esther. Yes. And then also Daniel in the lion's den. Yes. Great. Also, you could Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? Yep. And yep. So yeah, awesome. Yep. Thank you for that yeah, call. Thanks, we appreciate Jim. It. Yeah, Doug mentioned those last week, and those are good examples. Uh, um, of uh you know in Esther with with Haman and Mordecai mm-hmm. and and basically Haman executing the people that tricked him rather than than going the route they thought he was going to go and then Daniel in the lion's den and and God protecting Daniel and then uh Nebuchadnezzar or Darius I guess it was at that point or Darius um basically killing the and throwing to the lions those that tried to falsely you know accuse daniel or set daniel up mm-hmm. and uh anyway thank you jim those are those are great examples um 
Uh, but in verse 17, I just wanted to touch on this just because it's such a, a, a cool connection and a, and a cool verse. Um, after Paul gets acquitted, it says in verse 17, And they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal, but Gallio paid no attention to any of this. And I think you guys might have touched on this yesterday, but for those of you who might not have had a chance to, to hear Taylor and Bob yesterday— when we turn over, so Sosthenes was the leader of the synagogue who replaced Crispus, right? Crispus, as mentioned earlier, he was a convert to, to become a Jesus follower. Uh, Sosthenes would have been the guy now who was prosecuting the case against Paul before Gallio. And so the mob, when he's unsuccessful, takes it out on him and they beat him. But in verse 1 of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes. So Paul is writing the letter to the Corinthians, and the letter is from Paul and Sosthenes. So Sosthenes clearly has become a believer and becomes a leader in the uh, in the Corinthian church. So before we get to our next point about God deepening our walk by directing us where and when to serve, I think we have a call, right? Yeah, Tom. We have Tom on the line. How are you today? I'm good. Are you guys saying that uh, God protects us in our attacks, like he brings the attacks in our life? God is never the source of evil, right? We know that. God is not the source of temptation. Cause, cause I, don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, we, we're not saying that. We're not saying that God brings the attacks. We, we live in a fallen world, and, and evil is real, and Satan is real, and God allows certain things to happen that are trials. The Bible's very clear about that, right? When the Bible talks about that we shouldn't be surprised by trials, uh, that we should actually expect them. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart because I've overcome the world. So we know that evil happens and evil is real and and those attacks happen. But what we're saying is God deepens our walk with him and deepens our dependence on him when these things happen and by bringing us through these things. Does that does that help answer the question? I'm glad to hear you say that, man, because uh, I was worried there for a second. Uh, you passed the test. <laughs> make sure you guys are on your toes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Thank- y'all, y'all are doing great, man. Thank y'all so much for handling things while I've been out of town. And what are you, are you trying I to was, fake was, us out with the name? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I was I was pulling one on you, but you handled it. Great. That's why I have you in there, David. You're doing awesome. Well, you know, we're gonna have that we're gonna have to talk about this. I'm gonna have to renew my contract, I think, because <laughs> Well This was hey, this I was, was actually listening I was listening to you guys in the caller and you know, uh I was reading this morning of another example, Hezekiah when he was surrounded and one angel took out hundred and eighty five thousand people that mm. were taunting them. Yeah. You know, I mean it's just it, God is so good all the time if we would simply rest in him and trust in him, you know. So thank I just – I was calling to tell you guys what a good job you're doing. Well, thank you all for handling well, it. Well, you just and, gave uh, me a classic story now because <laughs> you had me going for sure. I did not know it was you until – 
I, I just mouthed at Taylor, like right after I said all that, I mouthed at Taylor. Is this Doug? <laughs> <laughs> that's well, very that's funny. funny taylor did you did you know it was me taylor nope nope i did not i was like okay yeah god works all things together for the good of those guys. i was like okay we you know I, I, I didn't i was trying to figure out what we said yeah. that was like what we're, is, yeah. we're gonna bring charges of entrapment against you doug so oh, that's funny. Well, hey, all I right you guys. love you too covering it yeah i'll let y'all finish up y'all have a good weekend okay all right, thanks, thanks doug now he expects us to finish after that. Now I'm all discombobulated. Man, I had no I honestly had no idea that was him. That's really funny. Yeah, I didn't I didn't either. And like I said, I was kinda like, Oh, where, where do we say that would have gave that impression, you know? And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, Doug, you got Jeremy cracking up in there. So <laughs> but he he no, he he disguised his voice yeah. when he asked the question. Yeah. There's no question yeah. about it. So Oh my gosh, that was that's pretty funny. Well anyway. We're somewhere here in the Bible. Let me see if I can get back to this. So we're on, <laughs> we're on the third point we were making here in this passage in Acts, that, that God directs us. He deepens our walk uh, with him by directing us how and where to serve, right? Um, so after Gallio ruled that, that Paul was not breaking the law, um, it says that he stayed in Corinth for, for a while after that, but then he left for Syria with Priscilla and Aquila. And so he's going, he's on his way back really to Antioch. He's ending his second missionary journey. He's on his way back, uh, but he stops at Ephesus and he leaves Priscilla and Aquila in Ephesus and they become leaders there in Ephesus and the church meets, I believe, in their house in Ephesus. Now, we have this these uh, verses here um, that are a little bit, they seem a little bit out of place or a little bit strange, and I wanted to touch on them. It says in verse um, 18, After this Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria and with him Priscilla and Achilla. At Sancria he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. Um, and essentially this refers back to a Nazarite vow that is uh, found, the conditions of that are found in Numbers chapter 6. So Paul certainly knew the Old Testament, and I think what this was all about was that when he came to Corinth, like we said, he was nervous and he was apprehensive knowing what kind of city Corinth was. And and Doug made a great point, and I'm not just saying this because Doug is listening, but (laughs) Doug made a great point that... Many times when we're, and Taylor, I know I've done this, but many times when we're in a difficult situation, I just try to handle it myself. Mm. And I might forget about God or say, you know, or, or maybe I'm irritated with God because of the difficulty and I turn, not turn my back on him, but I don't seek him out for help. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but what Paul did was, rather than do that, he tightened his grip on God. And, and he took this vow basically saying, uh, and, and we won't get into the, all the elements of the vow, but he was saying that, God, you know, if, if you help me, I need your help, and I'm going to commit to this vow. And the vow involves, like, not drinking alcohol or eating grapes or this or that, and it's not legalistic in that sense, but it's it's to indicate that your focus is on God. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking yourself away from these other things. And part of it involves cutting your hair. And at the end of the vow, when the vow was completed, the, uh, the the prescription was that you were to 
offer your hair in the sacrifice, in the fire, I believe, under the peace offering. And so when Paul, we'll see in the next section uh, next week, when Paul goes back to Jerusalem, uh, part of the reason he goes to Jerusalem is to complete his vow. And, mm. and, and because he carried his hair with him all that way. So uh, an interesting an interesting passage. But that's a good thing to take away from that is that Paul didn't get angry with God or turn his back on him in difficulty. He tightened he tightened his grip um, on God. And so uh, as with Paul and Priscilla and Aquila, God directs our walk. He directs Paul to leave. Uh, he leaves Priscilla and Aquila in Ephesus. Um, a, a key passage, a key verse to remind us of that, of course, is probably a, a passage you learned early on, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And uh, and so um, Paul goes to Ephesus. They want him to stay there, but he he declines and basically says, I'll return if God wills. He, mm-hmm. Doug made this point as well. We can get burnt out, <laughs> mm. right? And, and God is interested in our relationship with him and having a personal dependent relationship, not just in us doing, doing, doing. Right. And, uh, the service obviously is, is, is we're called to that, but we're also called to rest and to, to rest in Christ. Yep. All right, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual